This way, I think this should. This is fine, I think. Doing it this way. That. Oh, this is the third, fourth time that you smelled the microphone. It's not gonna change. Especially in your household. It's. So. You've never received like a new package or anything, and then you have like that new package smell. No, I'm, ever since COVID, I'm afraid of just sniffing, <laughs> inhaling whatever no, possible possible okay. toxins there might be. Honestly, just me then. It's just, you know, like I might do it to a book, but even then, I'm still pretty like conscious of who touched this book. Especially if it was like Barnes and Noble or something, I'm like, who touched it? Who, you know, who's who's like unwashed hands you know have come across these books and i'd rather not risk it you know a lot of freaky people out there just saying anyways welcome back to tangents uh today will be a interesting insight again kind of more on um ellie my co-host we had an interest interesting um adventure about two weeks ago or so mm-hmm. um kind of diving into her past but i'll let her explain it um and i'll just give what my perspective was on it like i'll you know bounce off of you what you know what i was experiencing with you um even though again this is more something for your healing but it 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 only it solidified some certain things for us and things for you as well i think so um i'll let you start it off so First things first, uh, there are certain things that I cannot say for legal reasons. Of course. And then secondly, um, two years ago, I was uh, diagnosed with a nightmare disorder uh, caused by severe PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, like I had to, I had a mental breakdown at work. I had to quit. And basically just, I had to, still have to take my time and heal everything that happened to me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Part of that healing included, um, and this wasn't something like that my therapist uh, suggested. This is something that I wanted to do out of my own volition. is that I wanted to visit uh, certain places in the city that I still hold very negative uh, memories to in hopes that uh, maybe it could change my perspective and then translate that into a better reality in my dreams. Yeah. Because it's very, uh, it's gotten to the point, and you've seen me, it's yeah. gotten to the point where <clears throat> there, there are some times where I couldn't tell the difference between uh, what's real and what's a dream because my dreams are so very vivid. Um, like, I even thought that my tattoos would help, and I dream of my tattoos in my sleeve, so it's... So, so you're basically trying to do, like, an Inception thing where you're trying to find something that can't you can tell the difference between either if it's reality or if it's dreaming... Yes. But everything that you've tried to incorporate to try and make those distinctions eventually end up in your dreams. So that's what makes it so difficult Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, discern if you're going through it or not as difficult as shit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So 
I'm still going to therapy and definitely there's there's no medication out there to help nightmares go away. Yeah. Uh, but I'm under a certain medication to help with my depression to stabilize it and, you know, not have really low lows. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then whatever the hell Wellbutrin is doing to me, mm -hmm. because for some reason it was able to not only get me out of the depression, but also feel energized to actually, or motivated to actually do something. Yeah. Well, you and I are both, well, at least that pill, we're both on uh, Wellbutrin. Uh, they do use it uh, for ADHD as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a measure before they start giving you stimulants, like uh, Ritalin or like um, uh, Adderall. Mm -hmm. So they try and do those things before because stimulants are very addictive. Um, they don't want people trying to sell them because, you know, people who don't have certain mm -hmm. conditions will use them to kind of like up their energy and stuff like that so like well beach is something that will give you a bit more energy mm -hmm. uh it's used for antidepressants so i mean uh but i'm on three different things because <laughs> I, I have lexapro for the anxiety i have wellbutrin for depression and right now i have uh Vi vivance for the adhd okay which is to um increase my focus uh more because wellbutrin has helped in certain aspects of my life um because i i hate i don't hate existence as i like, like you know we spoke about this you know i i have a different perspective on life and certain things and that's due to that and just therapy as well which i'm no longer in therapy unfortunately <laughs> um it's just that i have to i mean i know what's wrong just have to utilize the tools or find certain tools to help adapt and kind of work around um my triggers or certain other aspects of my life ADHD is still very difficult right now I'm still learning about stuff every day and um, this isn't about me I'm sorry I can tell you <laughs> I don't want to go into about like what ADHD is but um, anyways yeah we're on medications that are somewhat similar have you had Lexapro or not yet right no I think maybe I started with that mm -hmm. but it it, it wasn't doing it for wasn't me. wasn't doing it? Yeah, yeah. It's not for everybody. It's not... Uh, other people have said, too, like, it's not for them. Um, I enjoy it. I'm fine with it. Um, and my, my dosage is, like, 20 milligrams for the Lexapro. It's 300 for the Wellbutrin. Jesus. Yeah, the I, only, like, I, I have half that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, my... my uh, uh, yeah. That's the weird thing, because I feel like your depression is a lot worse than mine, but, like, I don't know why I'm giving so much. Um... Mm yeah oh, oh the simple answer is mm. you have adhd yeah i have ptsd yeah i mean i have ptsd too apparently <laughs> no i know yeah. but like <laughs> what i'm saying is that like i'm i'm in the process of basically opening up pandora's box of of all the survival tactics that i had to use yeah. throughout my life thus far and it, to this day just like you said you're still discovering like new you're things. still new things so am i i realize that uh if my neighbors fight i get triggered oh oh dude i like when i hear their child crying like yeah you know it, it, it sets me off i'm like and i always joke around and say like give me that child i will take care of it 
But honestly, dude, I like half the time I feel like going over there and knocking and being like, dude, I'll take care of your child. I won't even charge you. Just give me the damn child because whatever you guys are fighting about or I just don't care to deal with them, I'll deal with them. All right. Like I'm not the best father, but I I, um, I, I try my best to, you know, take care of the kid, um, my kid. But I'm like, I'll do my best with that person, mm-hmm. with that kid, too. Just you guys are doing a terrible job. A kid should not be crying for minutes on end like five oh, minutes, no. yeah. dude it's it, it goes for hours oh yeah no i know it's hours i know it's probably hours like m- the exception is if you're making a bottle or making them food they're gonna cry because they're hungry so understandable that that might take five minutes ten at the most depending but also on keep is, in but. mind that they're very like aggressive with their dog yeah yeah i have heard them say like like get out of here run we don't want you no more sort of thing and i'm like why don't i have the dog yeah (laughs) i have the dog oh my goodness anyway so i realized that the show (laughs) (laughs) i realized that i get um i start having anxiety when people yell and it's because in both households that i live (laughs) there was always constant yelling (laughs) not fun yeah it isn't that's that's not fun um Um, not only that i always felt uh unsafe in both environments so much and we're gonna bring this up with uh, the trip that we took Mm -hmm. because in one of the places that we went to um i told you that I really wish that we had known each other like back in the day because the times that I have felt, the times that I've had to go to those apartments Mm -hmm. uh, with my little suitcase and I always felt like I could just run away right now. But what always stopped me is like, I don't have anyone to turn to. Mm And that's what like also gets me because not only I could have turned to you, you could have also had me and you wouldn't have been so alone. Yeah. And uh, the crazy thing before we go in- into that, I mean, like um, we like Ellie and I knew that we lived. Well, we went to the same schools like two or three times together um, at different points in our lives. Like we were same thing. We were going to the school. We lived in such close proximity to each other, literally like across the street from one another. Um, and like in both instances, mm-hmm. I think like you were literally like around the corner for one and one the other one was like literally across the streets. I lived in some mobile homes while Ellie, when she had to visit uh, your, your father, mm-hmm. um, or parental figure, you know, whatever, you know, um, uh, guardian, guardian, yeah, male guardian. Um, uh, you lived in the apartments like uh, across and a little further down. Uh-huh. Uh, so like we were super close. It was just, again, uh, 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 geographically, we were super close to each other. It's just that I'm pretty sure we physically have run into each other, but we just uh, didn't know. We it. just didn't know yeah. it, you know. And that's why I think it's like, like as cheesy as it is, like I don't believe in fate and stuff like that. But it just seems like something that was like predestined. In is a that little serendipity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like because of how. Is that what it is? Is that what that yeah, one means? A, uh, oh yeah. man. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but but with that, it's just, it just seems wild. Uh, and, I, I mean, for you, I know you had your... It brought up your memories. But even going, like, going with you, it was ther- therapeutic for me as well. Because, I mean, it brought me back to places that I haven't seen in, like, 20-plus yeah. years. Um, that, that Those are places in my childhood. So, like, 
when people say oh i come from the hood and they get like no we lived in really <laughs> like though we know what it was we know what it like, was we're, we're not about that life <laughs> We ain't thug like that, but we know what the environment we was like. We come from those streets, we but we from, don't come from those streets. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we're, let's say me, I'm very whitewashed, um, but, like, we know what it is to come from very troubling areas. And, you know, when we say, like, because people in our age group or anybody growing, growing up in those areas, I mean, even if you weren't involved in any of the activities that were in, in that stuff, you still run the risk of getting mugged, getting beat up, mm-hmm. getting jumped, getting killed, getting like a multitude of things. And it's just that we made it <laughs> this far. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> Anyways, proceed though with your, with the, let's go to the first location if you, if you want. Oh. I just want to explain more on it. But So the one of the first locations is basically if I can rewind my memories of my poor childhood because the only memories <laughs> i have are bad ones yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh sad but true um i wanted to go to that place because that was uh my one of my guardians before i cut contact with every single adult in my bloodline mm-hmm. um it was one of, one of my guardians ended up telling me that, uh, how, how to explain it. It, 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 long story short, it was a poor way to reprimand a child. Yes. And uh, I had no recollection of what she described to me. Mm-hmm. So when she was over here one day and she told me that she, and she was crying about it too. Yeah. She told me, I apologize for doing this, this, and this. And I'm thinking to myself, I have no memory of this and at that like I I had other instances in my life where mm-hmm. I have been genuinely scared of the people that I am forced to mm-hmm. live with uh, because I, I have woken up to uh, two of my guardians having knives at each other oh yeah yeah that was when I was like in elementary school God damn. yeah <laughs> And their remedy for that was to give me uh, water with sugar. <coughs> I'm sorry. That, that's that, stupid. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, the more I'm discovering about myself, uh, another way that I never felt safe is, you know how, you know, when we were teenagers, we'd get mad and we slam the door, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had no expectation of privacy. Mm-hmm. If I were to slam the door uh but all my guardians would try and you know open the lock to my door and it's not like a key and hole lock it's like a a whole a circle or like a hole for a lock oh like the little like the little dot right yeah yeah, you have to like you can like shimmy in there and like uh twist so you can yeah you can unlock it really easily yeah there are many times where i just wanted to be in the privacy of my own room yes i'm upset yes i slammed the door I will apologize for it later, but I wanted, I needed my space to have my emotions. Well, pause on that. You, you wouldn't even have to, honestly. Well, man, they're going to want you to apologize, obviously. But if they were the people that overstepped certain boundaries, I mean, there's no expectation. Well, no, you know? it's not even certain boundaries. It's basically uh, 
one family member is is the golden child and they're allowed to do everything and everything is excused and with me uh everything is my fault no it's crazy though it's just like i know you have step siblings right Mm -hmm. but you're basically an only child yeah you know and that's the wild thing is it's like and it still perplexes me to this day like i i like there's again i know there's one person um in your family that you know that they hold up and say whatever they're great and whatnot and they can do no wrong and whatnot and just because i think because they're male right mm-hmm. um and it was i i just came from when i was coming over here uh so dude was talking about like that they have like saying like, like saying um he's i think he was indian or something or muslim or whatever mm-hmm. saying like in their culture you know like the man is like certain ways and this and that and i'm like dude why like that's so similar also to the mexican culture when mm-hmm. it comes to the men in the family and certain things like how it has to be because uh, he was saying he's like no no fuck that shit i'm, I'm not about that i'm like 100 <laughs> percent, you know kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but him bringing in that up i'm like that's so similar to those things and it's it's frustrating because um yeah co- growing up as the man or whatever like you're, there are certain things that you can do no wrong you're perfect whatever um and it ends up being like if you're the female uh growing up it's just like my, even like my own sister you know I, i'm the eldest i'm male so same same thing i growing up star child can do no wrong perfect whatever but then my sister was like the black sheep yeah uh you know couldn't follow in my path and you know um i i, I outshined her and whatever and same thing like with you so i'm seeing like like you said you're learning more about certain things from your past like everything you did any like, like what he said it's like walking on eggshells yeah like any wrong step it's just it was just ruined you all of my life like in both households i never really felt welcome mm-hmm. and then just learning more about the truth behind the uh the people that i live with uh it just convinces me more that i basically i grew up sort of like an orphan essentially yeah honestly like uh all of my guardians they basically did the bare minimum when i was a child Mm -hmm. and then uh when i grew up uh they thought it was rebellion but in truth they just didn't they didn't really know the person that I was becoming, and they yeah. just didn't want to learn about me yeah. whatsoever. I mean, also, I mean, they, in a sense, that that's the the person you are. That's the person they nurtured, you know, because you um, you are who you are now because of them, you know. Like, no, I, no, I, no, 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 no. hang on, not, I beg not to like differ. That. Not like that. Not like that. So you know, like, I'm like, the way I am because of, you. of like, yeah, yeah. no, but you, you know what I mean. Like growing up, it's just like, um if they would have given you like positive reinforcement instead of always just being negative like had they been caring and loving and like been there for you like you know the bare minimum is giving us a house food whatever keeping us fucking alive but even then going uh which i don't think is above and beyond which is the emotional parts of stuff if our parental figures don't do that for us then what else can we develop into you know mm-hmm. like i'm not saying like they made you like i'm, I'm just saying like what you were developing um your 
I guess if you want to say hatred, I'm, you know, if, if that's what you want to say it as, I, I would say it as hatred for myself. Like the hatred that was brewing in you, and the anger, and the frustration, the resentment that was going in you. I'm like, they made that yeah. happen. Like it, it wasn't like you willingly chose to hate them, like for no fucking reason. It's just like it was brewing in you. That's what I'm saying. They, I'm not saying they made you. But, like, it's, it, it, in my mind, it's like, what else do you expect for you? They created the Kylo Ren in me. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're nothing. <laughs> Not to me. Yep. She's just I feel lying. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's one of my favorite characters. Oh, I, can, I can relate. Same with Hux. Mm-hmm, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but uh, second place that we went to, it was a thrift store. Um, in which another bad memory that I always had about that thrift store is a memory in which one of my guardians humiliated me because I ended up, as a kid, I stole a tiny plastic bag that is filled with uh, golden stars. Grand larceny. Yeah, like uh, glitter, right? Mm-hmm. And back in the day, I went, to, I went to a school that had uniforms, so I put it in the little uniform pocket on the overalls. Mm. Uh, stupid me, once we left the store, I took it out immediately, and one of my guardians, uh, saw it, and instead of, you know, just saying, you know, that's wrong sort of thing, and, you know, reprimanding me, Mm -hmm. you know, as a normal adult should with a child, he decided to take me back to the store and tell the cashier to put me on the PA system, so I can tell everyone in the store that I stole something Mm -hmm. and that basically humiliated me not only that added to the point that once we got to the apartment yeah then I got uh, yep then I got beat Mm. got my ass whooped so pause real quick before continue that that reminds me because I think this week I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before what does it matter um my sister-in-law was speaking to her son right I think they had gone into some argument or whatever it was, and she was talking to him about, like, expectations in life and how how things are and whatnot. Um, when she was breaking it down for him, saying, like, you're going to grow up and you're going to have to work and do this and X, Y, and Z, like, telling him all the adult truth stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I'm over here sitting... I'm sitting, I'm doing homework with my with my kid, and I'm hearing them have an interaction, and I'm like, I wouldn't say that to my own kid because, you know, their priority right now isn't to worry about what's going to happen 20 years from now. Yeah. Their priority should just to be just to be a kid. They're gonna mess up. It's okay. They're gonna be bratty. It's okay. And you're gonna have a kid that doesn't want to go to school. Yeah, and, and that's totally fine. Just make sure you graduate high school. Yeah, but besides the point, it says that's the, the part that irks me the most. Is just when like parents or just people just like, do you forget how it was growing up for you? Like, why would you, like, would you want someone to tell you that as a kid? No, then why, why do you tell that to your own kid, you know? And and that's why for myself, like, for my daughter, I'm like, I'm very nurturing. I'm like, because what I would love to have been told is not my expectations. Mm-hmm. It's just, I would like to have been told, like, you know, 
don't worry about it those are my problems right now i'm the adult let me figure that out you don't have to worry about it your job is to be a kid you'll have responsibilities like chores and simple so like your homework in school totally fine you don't want to go to school hey i don't want to go to work i get it so you don't have to elevate it to the point where it's just like well you know uh we all have our responsibilities and in the future this is how it's gonna be and um this is how life is i'm like no don't let them worry about that right now they're fucking five six years old don't let them have an existential crisis at yeah, this age because if you do that then you get me yeah exactly you know <laughs> And even if the the parent is present and whatever, like, doesn't matter. You instilling that in them just puts a fear for the future, and you're setting them up for failure. You have them. You're you're giving them this uh, preconception of what's gonna happen, you know, 20 years from now, and it's just it's not good. I rather you know nurture a kid and just tell them, look, not everything is possible. But it also is, you know, like you're a kid right now. You're full of wonder. Discover it all that you can right now. You're going to have so many questions. And that's totally fine. Because guess what? I may be 30 some years old. I have I still have all those questions to this day, too. No one has it figured out. And the last thing we should be doing to the kids is putting this fear and expectation in them. When they're adults, let them worry about it when they're adults. The last thing they should be worrying about is those things and same thing like with you like them telling you and then publicly shaming you that glitter had no significance to anybody's day wouldn't have anything wouldn't have hurt that company in any way right but that scarred you for life oh yeah yeah and and, and that's the wild thing that it wouldn't have ruined anybody's life it wouldn't have ruined anybody's livelihood livelihood no one would have gotten fired over it no one was affected by it in any way but because one person decided to take it upon themselves and say no fuck my kid i'm gonna teach them a lesson but i'm gonna go 10 times and above and beyond well at that point in time i had uh two guardians uh i never understood why you know one of them was very aggressive and the other just never decided to step in yeah so <laughs> dude i i don't know it's just you're you're i i think it also tends to be like that way when there's like if there are two parental figures in your life one will be the agitator the other one will be very passive you know and they'll let things slide they, they won't step in they won't because that person's the authority they're gonna let them handle it and it's just like their word is law kind of thing or mm-hmm. they'll do the punishment and they'll just sit there and if you if you're wondering like, why aren't you doing anything i'm like they're just I, I don't know why it's like that you know um like same same like with, with my parents i love them great whatever but my m- growing up my mother was the was the hammer and, and you know uh-huh. she was the law my my dad was very passive he would never he talked to us but he'd never like give punishments or anything he just he just let it happen mm-hmm. you know and he loves my mom and they they, they they're great and whatnot but like when it comes to but yours was a lot more severe you know i had my own trials yours was a lot more severe because i mean you got beat you got uh humiliated in front of people but it's even more frustrating when such atrocities are going on in a kid's life that someone who can't step in 
chooses not to. Which, by the way, I have no one to turn to legally because I am an immigrant. So at that point yeah. in time, I didn't have my citizenship. Yeah. So now, now, there. Damn. There's also on, on top of that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I forget you. <laughs> damn. Just to add the cherry on top. That that's true. You didn't have yeah, anybody so to turn apart, to. Yeah. So apart apart from uh family members when i was a kid constantly telling me uh you know make sure you know you don't fart in public i'm being you know yeah yeah, 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 yeah. facetious yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever but uh don't fart in public otherwise you're gonna get deported sort of thing like you know what i mean like yeah. i can't that i i have never sped i can't i i never drive above 80 never had like a ticket like that Mm -hmm. and no i'm not gonna knock on wood just because i am like fucking trained like a soldier Mm -hmm. to follow the law and follow rules because that was what was beat in me to be able to become a citizen yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i can't really speak on it because i mean i was born a citizen so i can't really speak on that perspective and also that's another thing that basically like another thing that i'm learning about myself is that i i really don't pertain to a family mm-hmm. because apart from me cutting all ties with the adults in my bloodline the only people that I really like to talk to are my cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they have their own lives and everything. But even with my cousins, I'm still a black sheep. Yeah. Because no one but me. Which is out? No. Oh, sorry. Your turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know why I do it. Go ahead. It's because I'm the only immigrant in the, in the, in the family oh, of that generation. Damn. No one of my siblings, no one of my cousins, not one of them has ever had to deal with the fact of being an immigrant. Damn. So I really don't have anyone to turn to that's related to me. In that aspect. In that aspect. So you can imagine me being a little kid, having to deal with all this shit, and uh, constantly feeling alone. Yeah. That's a whole lot of um, alienation, honestly, on, on multiple levels. It's very layered with that. That is some heavy shit. And you, you already know that I couldn't make friends because I was constantly moving. Yeah. Too. Yes. I mean, that, I mean, again, there's so many things I understand on with you, like, you and me. Like, the levels I understand and we've come from certain things, but there's aspects that I'll never be able to... Like I can feel for you, I can I can sympathize, and there's empathy. But I didn't experience those things, so it's hard to speak on them, and this is still blows my mind. We've done, we're almost gonna go on to ten years of our friendship, and I'm still even I'm still learning shit about you that's just fucking that I didn't think about it in those in those ways mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, I, I, you probably didn't either at first, but now since like you said, you're discovering more and more things about yourself. Um, it's a whole lot of layers, um, when it, when it comes down to it and it's just, damn. It's like, it's been a whole bunch of difficulties. People think it's easy to become a citizen. It really isn't. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like from, I, I still consider myself an immigrant. I don't consider myself American. And it's hard for me to consider myself Mexican, even though that is in my blood. Yeah. I don't really consider myself 
an actual Mexican because I don't, I don't, uh, I never been around my heritage enough. Yeah. I've only been in uh, America. That was the whole point. Same. Basically. Mm -hmm. I'm not disregarding my heritage, but if you were, if if you were to, you know, ask me how I I would describe myself, Mm -hmm. if I were to go to a different country, I'd be, uh, I'd call myself a Mexican immigrant. Yeah. I mean, that, that is what you are. You are an immigrant um, by force, unfortunately, you know. I'm but. actually, like, I'm debating whether or not to uh, tattoo on myself immigrants we get the job done. Are you on your forehead? No, no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you gotta let them know, man. You gotta let them know. You just put little curtain bangs and then just be yeah. like, suck fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> just letting y'all know, you know. I mean, business. Um, you guys can't see I'm putting my bangs up and I don't have bangs. And it's so, to me, it's so interesting that throughout all my life, I've been so afraid to be considered an immigrant out in public. And mm. now that I'm a citizen, I feel safer to say that I'm an immigrant. Yeah. Cause it, 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 I mean, a couple years back, it was just so risky. Like growing up, especially like when you were a kid, like in the nineties, it was very risky. I mean, um, now Calif- California is now a safe haven, so you know you won't get deported. But even then, again, if you like I said, like they, they put the fear in you, if you break any law, they're gonna deport you. Which Dude, is, you it's know. not even it's not even the deportation. Like I obviously I never been through it. However, mm-hmm. I was told that I was also uh, almost a prison baby. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. I was almost born in a prison, uh, but it's not even the deportation about it. It's the fact that as an immigrant, you live your entire life in the shadows. Yeah. You can't say anything to anyone. If you feel like mad disrespect from someone, like calling you a a fucking wetback, you have to take it. Yeah. You don't know how many years of abuse of other people surrounding me I have taken just hearing those slurs. Yeah, well... For me, I have that white privilege apparently because I don't look too Hispanic uh-huh. from what I've heard. Um, so yeah, I've never been called any of those things. So I mean, it's same. Like I said, it's uh, it's 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 in my blood. It's it's like my my parents are Mexican and whatnot. Um, but because of my complexion, I mean, some people can't tell sometimes unless I tell them my full name, which is Mexican as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And and that aspect too, like I can't even, uh, I've never, I've never dealt with any uh, racial bias on my end because people have never confronted me or called me names like that or, um, never called me a wetback, never like said Mex some slur with Mexican in there or anything. So I don't know what that feels like. You know, I don't want to know either. You know, I'm pretty sure it fucking feels terrible. Like any kind of, if anybody offends you in any way, it's gonna feel. And like I just had to take it. Uh, there's yeah. no one around to stick up and, for me. And to add on that too, yeah, you can't. You said you, 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 like for the longest time, you you don't have a voice because you run the risk of God knows what. Being an, an immigrant, you don't know uh, the endless possibilities of what could happen to you. The ramifications with the legal system, you know. Um, even if like if it, if it it could include anywhere between like being detained here for God knows how many years, being thrown back. God knows, there's a multitude of things that can happen in between, but goddamn, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. And 
I thought about, well, what if I never was stuck here? It, it My life would have been the same, but in Mexicali. Yeah. Because in Mexicali, I, I went back there last year to mm -hmm. bury my grandfather and uh, went back to visit the my childhood home. Mm -hmm. There's still no fucking pavement. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where that house is. Yeah. It still was impoverished. It's just I still remember it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my life really wouldn't have been that different. No. Because my uh, the guardians that I have, they really wouldn't have changed. Uh, one no, yeah. guardian, uh, they wanted uh, to, you know how like some couples fight over beanie babies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, going through a divorce. Oh, okay, okay. I was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So one of my guardians, instead of trying to actually fight for my legal custody of me, yeah. he was more, uh, they, they were more focused on like the furniture. What the hell, yeah. dude? What? Oh my yeah. God. Your life frustrates me so much. Like, and, I'm not, and it's not even happening to me. That, that, At that, that point, the, like, man. why fucking have me? Yeah, that, that's the <laughs> fucking problem, man. That's like, that's the thing that. And a lot of people will tell me well don't say that because if it didn't happen then you wouldn't be here and i'm like that's fucking right that's okay with me that's okay with me do you realize how much fucking shit i've had to deal with in my life yeah like that's totally fine with me man look it's either nothingness or 30 years of suffering i'm all like what do you take you know like come on oh like i see like like, like, like i feel all this for you. shit like uh. mixed in a pot has caused me to have a, a, a medically diagnosed nightmare disorder. Yeah, yeah. So what that means is a lot of the bad things that happen in my actual life will constantly happen every night, every day. Whenever I take a nap, those dreams will always happen. And the dreams consist of uh, people raping me people uh like harming me and me calling out for help and no one helps me because that's how i always felt yeah uh people throwing up on me uh. constantly losing my teeth uh so just like weird like grotesque yeah. stuff like that i know it was super, still happens yeah i know we're super of course but that's the show um did you tell me how your phobia of like vomit developed or so i actually used to be it's not like something i would actively you know go out searching for yeah 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 but if someone were to spew in front of me like i'd be oh gross you know walk away uh, according to one of my guardians uh a lot of people in my family have that phobia really? not sure if it's genetic but later on later on considering that i constantly had dreams of this happening mm -hmm. is why i developed the phobia where it actually mm. came from i'm not sure i i did remember discovering and i told you of my phobia of my teeth falling out yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was because one of my guardians kept uh moving her dentures yeah, in a way that mm -hmm. made yeah, her face the, look weird cosa, yeah, yeah i know gives you the ick yeah i just figured out a word because before i couldn't figure out a word to say me da cosa okay but now it's just like oh it's ick okay. like th that's the word like it just gives the you the heebie the heebie-jeebies but it didn't feel right you know yeah. like when we say me da cosa because me da cosa literally means it gives me something what are you talking about what are you buying <laughs> oh man that reminds me the resident evil 4 
game so came good. out. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. I yeah. haven't played it though. Um, anyways, fucking <laughs> of course. Um, let's go to the third location. Uh, third, basically third, fourth, and fifth location are all within mm-hmm. like a couple of blocks, blocks within yeah. each other, and those are uh, places that I had to uncomfortably live in for many years mm-hmm. on end. I lived in two different households in uh, this uh, with this particular guardian. I basically had to. I never felt welcomed in their home. I felt like whenever I would have to visit, uh, at least two to three hours of a buffer has to pass before the awkwardness goes away and uh-huh. I'm able to talk to the people in that household. That's just so fucking weird. If it, it, honestly, that's how it always felt. Also, um, even though I brought my own game systems, yeah. I would always have to ask for permission to play get, my own yeah. game system. So that only further pushes the fact that I just never felt welcomed. <sighs> That's just so hard. That's fucking heartbreaking. Uh, and you know how in our culture we grow up with like, you know, you say hi and bye with everyone. You sometimes uh, give them a kiss. Yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah. Uh, it was always whenever I would have to kiss this particular guardian or say hi to them, yeah. I never felt welcome. They never really looked me in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt just so much resentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why? And why, yeah. Uh, I think it's, they were, I think, I, I like to think that I was being punished because I looked like uh, my maternal guardian. Yeah, but still, but why though? I'm I like, don't know. Like, th- that's what happens when you fucking have you sex. Look, and I, that's the frustrating thing. It's just like things that you can't control. Like, you can't control how you look. I mean, you were born how you look, you so know? On so on my other side of the family. Yeah, I know. <laughs> on my other side of the family, uh, <sighs> damned if i do damned if i don't it's okay at their convenience they will tell me oh you look so much like your your uh, you look so much like us and you look so pretty only at their convenience yeah but when they're mad at me oh you look so much like your other side of the family and you didn't get that from us sort or of you're, thing. you're acting like you're acting like that uh that uh-huh. side of the family and that you know that you can't sit with us sort of yeah <laughs> that mean girls right yeah Yeah, i'm just like fuck it i'll just (laughs) fucking stay in my room and then the room that i was in uh again i always felt unsafe wherever i was living at i always uh was on high alert so after the whole uh point of waking up to two guardians having knives at each other (laughs) ever since then i i always slept with either a box cutter a knife fucking something underneath my bed yeah just in case uh and i always try to like figure out an exit route for me of like shit hit the fan like fuck it i'm jumping out the The, fucking window like that was my that was how i grew up like imagine you're like a parental figure is above your bed with a fucking weapon just like about to go at you dude it's just that's oh. why i never felt safe uh taking showers at home by myself that's why i'm glad i have a dog now um i always i had to sleep with uh with a knife underneath my bed um there was always constant yelling slamming doors uh also my step siblings they had it bad too they got their ass beat and I still remember the blood curdling screams. Can never forget. Because I was also like, I, this guardian wasn't allowed to beat me. Mm-hmm. But, 
you know, she still yelled at me as I was part of the, you know, child collective. But damn, my step-siblings also got their asses fucking beat. And this is why our entire generation is in therapy. Nah. 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 (laughs) Too obvious. Too obvious. Nah, it's too too obvious. Nah. Nah. I remember, remember our culture, none of that shit exists. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, holy fucking shit. That reminds me. And I brought Uh, it up with my therapist. Okay. I I told her, uh, in one of those instances that uh, I slammed the door because I was upset Mm -hmm. and they were trying to break in. They ended up uh, breaking in the door. They unlocked the door. Mm -hmm. And instead of just having like a civil conversation, they decided to spray my face and my entire room with holy water. So they rather believe that me being upset and me being emotional is due to me having either demons being possessed or the evil eye is on me and they have to Mm -hmm. douse it with holy water rather than you know taking accountability Mm -hmm. for you know their mistakes and failures and you know not respecting my fucking boundaries when i close the door yeah as a matter comes in when it's like religion based i'm just like oh yeah fucking why dude see that's my ptsd i never thought about it that way though but i'm like i understand it's just religious ptsd yeah yep when I, when I talk about being in the sauce, I was in the sauce. I made the sauce. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be a nah for me, dog. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, it's good to be able to laugh while we're talking about this shit. <laughs> I know, I know. That's the best part. That's, like, I think one of the first steps. Is it the best part, though? I mean, when you can rub it off that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Never mind. I know. I'm, I'm making it worse. <laughs> when you... <laughs> gotta stop. When you can play it off that way, it just makes it, I think... Yes, it's traumatic. Yes, it hurt. It, it, it was all that. But if you can still laugh at it, you know, it's some sort of... For me, at least, it's kind of therapeutic in some it's sort cathartic, of... It's cathartic. Yeah. I get I... I I haven't gone to that point yet, yeah. like, because of the fact that as an immigrant, I was silenced, uh, in all the places that I lived, like, I felt like I had no power, no voice, no one really stood up for me, sort of mm-hmm. thing. I ne- And also, uh, I never, I was always reprimanded for having emotions. Yeah. I was always made fun of if I wanted to cry, even if I'm having an argument. If I have an argument and I'm passionate about something, I will cry because I'm passionate about it. And uh, the people that I would live with, they would make fun of me because I would start crying. They would they would get mad at me if I'm in my room watching something funny. All of a sudden, they come in like SWAT. Why are you laughing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm fucking trying to... I'm watching a funny movie. Shit. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself. Jesus. I'm like, I don't... Can I not do that? Yeah. In freedom and it's not even like in the fucking middle of the night. There are yeah. no children around. Yeah. It's just me on like a regular <laughs> Wednesday, 3 p.m. And then they come in like SWAT. Like you can't fucking laugh. Yeah, not gonna lie though. Fun. But if I heard laughing in the middle of the night, where it's like children, you're like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, that's like 
say like, you can't have fun because i'm not having fun kind yeah. of thing it just seems like that level of petty is just like you can't be happy because at your age i wasn't happy i'm like no man what the hell is that shit that's, and then uh. through therapy i come to find out that uh that's basically how one of my guardians the uh ended up feeling i feel is the fact that i'm a lot older than uh, they were when mm-hmm. they had me uh at first and i have done i consider myself to do be able to accomplish all these incredible things mm. while still you know being relatively sane in the brain yeah <laughs> because i i told my therapy or therapist in all honesty i never thought that i would see 25. yeah do the same from uh from the age of like 12 to 14 is when i really just i there is no reason for me to live ever since then like so so small so tiny how can you let children get to this point where at 7 8 9 10 11 12 years old they're already contemplating taking away their own life because of how miserable how heartbroken how much you don't listen to them and that's something that infuriated me too is that i ended up finding throughout with the people that i live with they all reached adulthood and they thought that they basically have achieved peak intelligence and they can no longer improve or learn anything else to become a better human being and that disgusts me honestly the stupidest of people believe that they're the smartest people yeah and the smartest people always know that they can always achieve more like you might have learned the most now but there's always more to discover beyond beyond that but to me like the way you say is like you have to take like a a positive spin on it yeah there are plenty of positive spins like do you know how like satisfying it is knowing that out of like i feel at least from my immediate uh the immediate people that i live with mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> i had the most i have the most successful marriage <gasps> <laughs> me too out of me too <laughs> uh, you're not you're, you're not so immediate family but also you know yeah you're your self-made family yeah same <laughs> you still hold the record good job <laughs> good for you maintain it please I- i'm trying and, and it's not fucking- i'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I will always try my best to always improve in my relationship. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in the best environment of uh, people teaching me how to maintain a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I was just saying that basically no one... I didn't have the best examples growing up of how to maintain a relationship, Mm -hmm. how to be, you know, a woman, how to feel about sex and certain things. Like, uh, it it, it was just really difficult. I'm not going to get too much in the details because, you know, legal reasons. But um, basically, I, the person that I am today is all me. I did it all myself like you say you're a self-made woman that's true 
there's there's things like, that you worked like on. A, like IKEA furniture. Yeah, I mean, but it's dependable. That's the good thing. <laughs> like, is it a little cheap? I'm not saying you're cheap, but. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Damn. I keep coming in with the jokes today. <laughs> um, but it's like it's dependable. It's there. It's sturdy for what it needs to, and it works for what it needs to work for. So, um, I don't want to be sturdy. Like I. I want to be able to be sustainable, like... You're sustainable. You want to outlive time? I don't think you want to do that. No, I don't <laughs> want to outlive time. I want to be able to live. They want to die. Live until I have to die. <laughs> Preferably yeah. after, like, at 60, that's when I'm, I'm cool. That's the cap. No. That, yeah. Look, I'm still serious, like... I'm going to ask my kid, I'm like... Do you need me to stay longer? Because, you know, if you don't... Ra- like, I'd rather just... not be... We... The the end of, of the world needs to happen. <sighs> I used to be afraid of it as a kid, and now as an adult, like, I welcome it. <laughs> this is why I say don't have kids, because that's the conundrum when you have kids, because you have... St- stuff on the line you know you have another human being that's on the line that you care about stuff like that so but aside from that yeah i mean i mm, it's hard to get into it's just at the whole other conversation yeah. to, to to get into with um the nitty-gritty of of all that um but with all that that you spoke on on, on those locations i mean it was interesting from my perspective to see you go through all of it. I mean, it was emotional. Um, you you were going through it for some for some of it, and um, it, it was just cool to uh, see stuff. And again, just we for sure like just uh, solidified how close we were over <laughs> uh, over all these years. Oh, and the cute stories you told me too about like. Uh, oh yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I that. <laughs> It was really nice for us to share stories like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I'm not going to share that on here, but no. yeah, yeah. No. But um, definitely having you there really helped me. Oh, thank you for bringing me along, honestly. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that was the good thing. I forced Ellie out that day because I, um, I, I'm a homebody, but sometimes I get really restless. And I don't like being home for too long. Um, so I forced Ellie out that day. We went to have breakfast. Um, and then, you know, she wanted to go do all that. I also wanted to go watch a movie that day, so I offered... Breakfast was delicious. It was, uh, uh, Tres Leches Pancakes. Pancakes? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, it was IHOP. Not yeah. sponsored, but, you know, uh, what's it called? Yeah, but I forced her out that day, and it's, uh, you're working on it. You're, you're getting better. You're going out again, which is good. Slowly. Slowly. Although I really mm-hmm. don't, I prefer not being out. It, it, apart from it being disrespectful, too many people just don't know how to drive. Yeah, it's too pe- just, it's people too need pe- their licenses revoked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, the person that always scares me the most when I'm driving is fucking Tim, dude. I love Tim to death, but sometimes his driving just scares the shit out of me. Oh yeah. Oh, so you find you you yeah. realize that? Yeah. yeah he just, get, he gets that from La Suegra. I'm just like Tim, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you don't need to go this fast. <laughs> you have people in the car with you. Uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, because I mean, before when I was like younger, I mean, I wouldn't give a shit. I would just go off, and then after having a kid, I'm just like, no, I need to slow down. And so, and now even even when I have a, even when I don't have my own kid, like I still I drive like a grandpa. So we were carpool back in the day to uh, to our work. She fucking hated that I drove so slow. I'm like, dude, we have a kid. We have, I have to, like, I have other lives at stake. I'm like, like, well, they're not here. I'm like, I understand. But, like, I still have to come home to them. Yeah. At the end of the day. So, like, I have, you know, I can't be going 80 plus miles on the freeway. I'd rather be safe. That's right. And then also, I'm also taking into consideration now on the grand scheme of things is, like, other people around me. Like, if I'm going, like, a speed demon, I can cause a nine- pile of car uh, you know just cars just piling up against each other man i've seen how how bad it can get out there sometimes i'm like i don't want to be that person i don't want to cause that that accident you know it's not even accidents it's uh road rage and people people out here just uh they uh are strongly exercising the second amendment mm-hmm. <laughs> by Dude, deciding don't... to use uh their second amendment rights to uh you know show off their road rage and it gets people killed i don't even want to get into that like political climate right now because just me like with that whole it's just like it gets me heated because of it, it it's i know you're not so much invested but I'm, i don't know if how much you've heard about in the news is just like right now it's just like wave after wave of like i uh, know florida's like you know up in flames no there's that but it's just like it, it's been so many gun accidents that are happening oh, yeah yeah like so many deaths that mm-hmm. have been happening like literally like it's just it's not even like weeks now it's just days after another where people are getting killed um for for stupid shit for like and and, and like and and um half the time people either they're they're getting let go or there's not enough evidence or some other fucking bullshit that that that's happening and i'm like this doesn't make any sense man like and i'm proud to be an american fuck this country (laughs) This land is your land. Like, this land is my. This is all the stuff that I was forced yeah. to sing growing Dude, up. Fuck the propaganda. Fuck all the patriotism. I'm sorry. Look, I'm just trying to exist and be human. All right. All, all this shit's made up. This is all simulation. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not going that far. But um, all, all this societal bullshit. Like it's all made up. It's all fake. It's all stupid. Like we agreed to it because again. We have no energy to fucking fight the system, unfortunately. We're just trying to exist and get by. Like, so you want to live. Yeah, and this know? is why, uh, first of all, I'm off of social media. I go uh, on, on and again, off. But I'm not <clears throat> on it, like, yeah. every you're, day. I don't think you're not investing in it. You're, like, you're just digesting some laughs. fun stuff, just some laughs. And then you're, but you're not really, like, you're not inputting anything yourself. You're not commenting. You're, like, you know, you're not um posting about shit or whatever you know um it's very far in between you do when you do same thing for me i like i think we spoke on it multiple times already it's like i don't really post anything it's either it's gonna be about me singing something or i post it on my stories it's something funny but again who the f- like we like <laughs> we spoke on it like so many times too where it's just like no one gives a shit yeah and you're right no one gives a shit but I post it because it's funny to me. Yeah. Like, like same thing with this podcast. Fucking a majority of people that do here, it's just people we know, our friends, um, our self-made families. Like, that's the people who hear it. 
Do you think and has has anyone listened to our podcast while taking a deuce? <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, I mean, dude, we got like Ellie mythical- coming in with the important questions. <laughs> we got good mythical morning as part of our daily. Does what if someone yeah. just starts having our podcast as like a daily? You're ritual? Not gonna, yeah, you know, you're not gonna lie. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking cool, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna lie. Yeah, because when when I do, yeah, when I'm when I wake up in the morning or I'm watching something, yeah, I am going to the bathroom. I am brushing my teeth. And all that's just like I'm going through my whole morning routine. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I'd be pretty dope, honestly. That's the that that's the simple like we have achieved something yeah. if someone is listening to us out there while yeah. taking shit yeah it's not yeah <laughs> you're doing like the most mundane thing like washing the dishes taking a dump brushing your teeth like if it's that's the fame i want to achieve I, I don't give a fuck about like um being known by millions i just want the simplicity of like if we're the average joe yeah yeah if it's just like because it, it, we don't we, we're so inconsistent just because how, how our brains work you know um when we do post it if it becomes part of someone's routine that's fine by me honestly like that's uh same thing how we digest our own like um things that we see and uh that we enjoy so uh yeah it's been a journey that was that was really fun uh last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. um it was a, uh, it was fun to see that and just can solidify certain things for us and oh yeah uh no problem i'm glad my trauma is a uh, entertainment for you oh yeah i know i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh man i really just i uh, i don't know how to speak sometimes i my brain gets me to a lot of problems mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry uh anyways i want to end this off and just i hope you guys in, uh just like I, I was entertained with ellie's uh trauma i hope you guys get entertained too and if ooh. you want to know more about my trauma uh just you know simmer down for like a couple of years mm-hmm. i might write a book like i'm not even joking i honestly honestly about- look i really think you should like i know it seems like like you said, no one gives a shit about our lives or in the grand scheme of things. Who gives a fuck about anything? Uh, was it a Bo Burnham? Can one, can you not, you know, shut can the fuck up. Can anyone shut the fuck, fuck up. up? And just due to the nature of being a human, um, we want to, you know, and not invest, but just like, you know, put out into the world and. If it's relatable to someone, at least from my perspective, if it's relatable to someone, it can reach someone and they don't feel so alone. That seems very heartwarming to me. Mm-hmm. Like you can, it's traumatic, but at least you know there's someone out there like, oh shit. Because like, a lot of times growing up, you feel like no one understands you. Like you're the only one going through it and you feel very alienated by society. And again, your closest people, your family, your friends or whatever um we're all different individuals and it's it's hard to grasp what's going on in in anybody's mind at all times but if there's some glimpses of either through podcasts music uh books you know um that could reach out to someone that'd be great you know Mm -hmm. so hopefully when you start writing um you know that, that that eventually you know it reaches out to someone and they can feel you know some uh, warmth and knowing that like we both are have gone or going through suffering but at least it's not so alone out in the void 